OU fans, you deserve a standing ovation and a long ovation because you guys and ladies and everybody came through, and you came through big time on Saturday. 75,360 fans. Are you kidding me? That's unbelievable. The largest spring game, spring game crowd in the country. Uh, the Sooner fans uh, showed up. They were loud. They were proud. They were into it. Brent Venables got them fired up. Baker got them fired up. Watching the team got them fired up. Parker Thune, you couldn't have scripted a better Saturday for the Oklahoma football program. No, you really could not have, Mike. Save for the weather that we got later in the day, which miraculously held off until yes. the game was over and everybody had had the chance to disperse and go home. You literally could not have scripted it any better, Mike. You said it well, because you have the largest spring game crowd in the nation. You have over 100 high school prospects on hand. You have Brent Venables giving not one, not two, but three WWE-style speeches <laughs> to that rowdy crowd. You have Baker Mayfield honored and enshrined in Heisman Park. It was all there for Oklahoma on Saturday. You, you can find hardly a bone to pick. You know what it was? It was a Sooner football revival. That's what it was. Not that Sooner football needed a huge revival, but they certainly, the fans, needed a feel-good moment. Again, after the mule shoe departure and Sunday Bloody Sunday, OU fans, again, one of the things I think that has been a misconception by a lot of the national people is, man, why are OU fans still mad at you know Lincoln Riley? They've got their guy, right? Well, it's, again, they're ecstatic about Brent Venables. They're very happy with this new coaching staff. They're very optimistic about the new direction of Oklahoma football. And I think they feel better and more confident now, seeing what direction the program is going about the eventual move to the SEC, all of that. Again, they were upset by the way it all went down and being lied to for a year, pretty much is what they're still mad about. Oklahomans don't like that, man. Look. Any human being shouldn't be lied to like that in such a Machiavellian way as Muleshoe did. So they've been very excited, but they needed to see the product. Now, they've seen the press conferences. They've seen video from practices, a lot more than we've had in the past. They're excited about that. Uh, But to actually get there, cheer on the team, cheer on Brent Venables, applaud for Baker Mayfield, applaud for the 250-plus former Sooner players that were there over the weekend, that was a moment, that was a very therapeutic moment for Sooner fans. And for, I think, Baker Mayfield. We talked about that last week, man. Baker needed to see some love. He hasn't seen a lot of that lately on social media, from the talking heads, and he got it big time from OU fans on Saturday. So, again, I can't say enough about the fan turnout. It was spectacular, and so far – in the uh, the new regime, the Brent Venables regime at Oklahoma, they've hit every note just right, it seems like. Now, again, they might be up 10-3 to 3 at halftime against UTEP. And guess what? The honeymoon period will be over. But so far, so good. They've, hit, they've checked every box so far, it seems. They really have. And I think the impact that Saturday had, especially with regard to recruiting, is going to be felt for a long, long time in and around Norman, Oklahoma. Because, let's be honest with ourselves, Mike, the spring game is really for two groups of people, two contingents, the fans and the recruits. That's what the spring game is about. 
the team scrimmages pretty much every day <laughs> throughout the spring at a certain point. So it's not as if, uh, you know what, we need to get them all in front of a crowd and simulate a game environment. No, you know what, the team doesn't need that. These guys all, <laughs> they've all played in front of crowds before. That's nothing new to them. The spring game experience is about the fans and it's about the recruits. And on Saturday at Owen Field, I think you used the perfect word, Mike, and that is revival. This felt like a revival for this fan base because in hindsight, things had become kind of stale at Owen Field. And attendance was kind of scuffling. You know, there were, there were still a good deal of people in the Palace every single weekend, but not not it, it's not just about numbers. It's about the emotion that you get from these fans. And I can remember sitting in this seat in September and October of 2021, Mike, and we were remarking on just how dead the stands were at Owen Field and just how lethargic everything had become in that building. And I think what was very refreshing was when Brent Venables got on the mic at halftime, he said, we need all of you to make Owen Field one of the toughest places to play in all of college football. And if Saturday is any indication, if he can drag 75,000 fans out there paying money to attend a spring game, because it's one thing if you get 75,000 and you're admitting people for free. Nebraska did that a few years back. But over 75,000 paying fans at your spring game, that tells you all you need to know about what the environment is going to be at Owen Field come this fall because they're going to be out en masse and they are going to be fervent in their support of Brent Venables and the Sooners. And then obviously we talked about the recruiting impact or touched on it briefly there. Man, I talked to several elite players that were in attendance across the 2023, 2024, and 2025 classes over the weekend. And look, Oklahoma will get some commitments off of this weekend. That will happen. Might not happen immediately, but in the not-too-distant future, you will see players announce in favor of Oklahoma. Uh, I know for a fact they got at least one silent commitment right. this Right, yeah, weekend. we saw the J.R. Sandlin uh, tweet yesterday. Yes. However, it's not just about what the immediate returns are going to be for Oklahoma, because here's the thing, Mike. Once you experience an environment like that at a spring game, where are you going to go? where that experience is going to be superseded, where that experience is going to be topped. That was one thing I heard echoed so many times in the conversations I've had, including uh, we had Nigel Smith on our postgame show right here on The Ref Saturday night just before we went off the air at 7 p.m. Nigel Smith, of course, a high four-star defensive lineman in the 2024 class. I think he will be a five-star when it's all said and done. He said, man, look, I've been to a bunch of spring games. I was just at Texas A&M spring game a couple weeks ago. Nothing compares to OU. And it's not just about the fan base. It's about the coaching staff. It's about feeling the love. And that's the other thing that they're captivated right now with is the family environment at Oklahoma. Because in these conversations with recruits that I've had in the aftermath of Saturday, it isn't just about, oh, there were 75,000 fans in that building, love the fan base, it's great. It's not just about that. It's about, man... I felt so appreciated. I felt so cared for when I stepped on campus. That coaching staff stood out to me because of how intensely they value relationships. And so, again, 
I don't think the impact that Saturday had is confined to strictly the perception that Oklahoma has maybe the most ardent fan base in the country, although that is true. It's also about all the little things that you don't see, things yeah. going on behind the scenes that contribute. Details, man. How much has Brent been talking about that, about his own players? And he expects that from his coaches, too. I think you nailed it, man. In some of my notes on the spring game, I put uh, these two lines also. Brent Venables totally gets it, just has a different feel in that stadium. And there was energy again. It was There was juice in the air. And I'm not talking about the severe weather that was eventually coming in. I'm talking about it was palpable that OU fans were fired up. And they were out to send a message, man. We're not going anywhere. We love our new staff. We're fired up about it. We're still here. They nearly packed the palace. It was a calling card, Mike. It, That's they, what it was. Oklahoma fans got the chance to speak yes. to the rest of the nation no in doubt. the aftermath of Mule Shoe's departure, and they spoke loudly. And Brent Venables, you know what he's done? He has also preached to them that you are a part of this. And obviously the fans are. But he has made them, you know, feel the obligation also. And that man, you want to talk about championships and OU DNA and all that, be there. It's a big weekend for us. It's important that you're there for us. So Brent has done a great job, you know, making the fans feel like they're a really big part of this. And I think he truly believes that. They're not just a small part of it. They're a big part of it. And they did their job, man. They did their job so impressively on uh, Saturday. I, I don't think I've ever been more proud of the OU fan base, you know, than, uh, than I was over the weekend because they were amazing. And on campus, it felt like a fall game day. So, so far, again, the spring game, that's every chord, every note was struck perfectly. Now we get ready for the real stuff in the fall when they start the season. The summer's going to be huge. You know that Jerry Schmidt's going to be pushing those guys. Uh, but what they do in the summer is going to matter a lot, but just unbelievable. When you talk about 250 former players in attendance, I thought Baker's deal was great. I think the statue, obviously, when you saw it on Friday, you're like, I don't know about that. And then, now, I didn't see it up close and personal, but everybody who has, apparently you can see the detail of the headband because when you saw the pictures on Friday, it looked like it was Baker Mayfield (laughs) with the world's largest forehead. You could show a movie on that forehead, but, you know, when you're up close and personal, I hear you, you know, you can see the detail of the headband. It, it looks a lot more like Baker Mayfield. But bottom line, we haven't, even, we haven't even talked about, you know, the players and breaking that down yet. Just the MVP of that game was the OU fan base. The most valuable players or the most valuable people were the OU fans because they were called to duty and, man, did they show up. They did an unbelievable job. And I'm telling you, Campus Corner – just walking over to the pregame, I'm like, man, I knew this was going to be big, but it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like you said, Mike, it felt like an actual game day. It did. It felt for all the world like an actual game day. Well, and, you know, a fan base can also take on the personality of a head coach to a certain extent, right? And they were fired up. Brent Venables got him charged up. Muleshoe is not a real fiery guy. He was, you know, we're close, this and that, you know. Uh, and maybe that led to some of the, I don't know, uh, lack of excitement in the stands. But it didn't lack any on uh, on Saturday. 
And uh, I think Sooner fans will keep it up, and uh, it's going to be a loud and a very involved crowd at these games. No doubt in my mind. All right. Thank you to Tim Lasher, a great Sooner, and uh, Tim Lasher and his great company. Lasher Home Comfort System sponsor our first hour here on Steelman and Thune. Tim Lasher, part of the Sooner family, and they'll get your family covered also. If you need a air conditioning tune-up, heat and air issues, give Tim and the folks at Lasher Home Comfort Systems a call, 405-579-3113. Let's hear from Brent. Let's hear from Dylan Gabriel. When we get back, we'll get to the text line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405 405- 651-3439. Happy Monday, everybody, and a great job by the Sooner fans over the weekend. Let's let's talk some more OU football when we get back. That was just what Sooner fans needed. I think that's exactly what Baker Mayfield needed over the weekend. It was a much-needed weekend of a Sooner football celebration down in Norman. 75,000-plus largest spring game turnout in the country. How about Mule Shoe? Yeah, we had 33,000 in our game. You didn't have 33,000. <laughs> Largest spring game attendance dude. in USC history. I know. You know, you maybe had 15,000. Quit lying. That, I'm predicting him to go into politics because that dude has no problem with lying at all. At all. You know what I'm saying? Should we hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line real quick before we hear from Brent? Yeah, we can do that. First, we need to stop complaining and start thanking Lincoln Riley for leaving OU and going to USC. Second, I literally thank God that we have Brent Venables as our head football coach. This is a new day. This is a new era. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try and stop uh, thinking about SC. I just wanted to see how small the crowd was. And, again, I, I love how they're all excited. Man, that was a great turnout. And here's <laughs> here's the most tired argument from people in California and USC fans. Well, there are a bunch of things to do in L.A. and there's not, nothing to do in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, please. There, there are 10 million people that live in a 30-mile radius yeah. from USC's campus. You either care about your team or you don't. Period. So you're so what you're saying is the beach is more important than going to the spring football game. Guess what? You're going to have plenty of opportunities to go to the beach if you're in California. You'll have plenty of opportunities to go to a Dodger game. That's such BS. But the man, the the man who heads the program is all about BS too. So doesn't surprise me. So no, and and the and the uh, texter's right. I do think this will give an opportunity. Or Sooner fans who are stuck a little bit, or radio hosts who are stuck a little bit in ability to turn the page. The only problem was, again, over the weekend, I think there were a lot of people who wanted to see, you know, what the disparity was like. And that shows you about the importance of the program. Yes, football is a lot more important than Oklahoma, no doubt. But I love how the California people always, like, we have no idea there are things to do in L.A., you know. They got to point out there are a lot of things to do in Los Angeles, Really? I haven't heard that. Where is Los Angeles? <laughs> what? There are things to do there? No clue. Like I said, you either care about your spring game and show up or you don't. And you can go to the beach. You can go to Disneyland. You can go to a Dodger game. You can go wherever you want to go. You'll have many opportunities. You have one opportunity to go see the spring game. So, anyway. Oklahoma Johnny says, for me, Venables makes me feel like we, the fans and former players, are a part of the program yep. and urges how important we all are to the success of the program. Mule Shoe always kept us at arm's length with little to no access. It was all about him and his genius. Bingo. 
Bingo. Nailed it right there. Nailed it. And, again, uh, the fans, I think they love to be like not called out by Brent Vittables because he wasn't dogging him at all. He was just saying, you know what? It's an expectation for you to be there. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you want to talk about where – Wear a jersey and fly the flag and OU DNA and all that stuff. Be there at the spring game. And I think the fans responded to that. You know, those that may have been on the fence about going to the game. So I thought it was I thought it was great. And I think that texture just uh, nailed it. Some very salient points right there. One more before we hear from Brent Venables here. One of our listeners in the 918 says, My impression of Mule Shoe, he has the personality of a flat tire. I could not watch his playback show. It was too boring. Yeah, for, uh, you know, I guess geniuses don't have personality. But Einstein, you know, he was kind of playful. You've seen the pictures. He's a genius, right? But then again, there are the boring geniuses. I don't know. Is Bill Gates a genius? Elon Musk? Stephen Hawking was a genius. I, 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 I have a hard time putting that on a football coach, maybe a football genius. And uh, But, yeah. The passion and the program and the excitement level is at a totally different level. There is no doubt. And again, the uh, Machiavellian way that Muleshoe operated was super paranoid and, man, they're on top of the building watching practice. Oh, my God. You know, and we're close, guys. It was – it did become somewhat of a snooze fest at those press conferences, no doubt. So, anyway, let's hear from Brent. On the turnout and excitement level of what the Sooner fans did over the weekend. Oh, it was fabulous. Are you kidding me? That was uh, pretty humbling. Um, shouldn't be surprised. Sooner <laughs> Nation knows how to respond. Uh, just passionate, you know, love for their university is second to none. So really thankful for the fans. They, uh, they really kind of set the tempo today and uh, responded. I know it was um, had a great opportunity to witness history with Baker and his, um, his ceremony, that was wonderful uh, to be able to be a fly on the wall for that. And, uh, and then for our guys, our players, and again, moving forward, uh, what a moment it was for us. Uh, that's what setting the, setting the example looks like. All right, Brent obviously fired up. That was uh, Brent with his interview with Chris Blank and Gabe Eichert. Afterwards, Gabe Eichert, after uh, the game on the field, let's hear what Dylan Gabriel had to say. And I think the Sooner quarterback, who looked pretty darn good, looked in command out there. He did have the one pick, but again, he played for both teams. And for the most part, I thought he threw the football really well. And uh, Gabriel said, yep, I'm feeling pretty positive after the spring. I feel really good. I'm, I'm blessed to be here, and uh, I'm super privileged to be here, man. Like, uh, I can't say it enough, man. I'm honored to play in this position because I know – um, you know, not everyone gets to, and and um, like I said, I'm blessed playing, blessed to play with a bunch of great dudes, and um, going into summer, I think this is just you know great momentum, um, but we definitely got some work cut out for us uh, to continue to make strides and get better every single day. All right, players who stood out to you, Jaden Gibson had a long 95 yard touchdown reception. Yeah, I thought Holly Walker walked looked good. Uh, Deshaun White laid a major hit early in the game. I thought, you know who I thought looked pretty good? Justin Harrington. Justin Harrington forced the fumble on Tawi Walker. Yeah, I, I thought he looked pretty good. And again, we know that he's back and there are there were expectations for him. Uh, Javante Barnes again had a couple short touchdowns, but I thought he looked good. What, what did you think about uh, 
players who stood out. Gosh, I, I I feel good about whatever was was it on this show or was it on Locked In Friday that I predicted the offensive MVP would be Javante Barnes and the defensive MVP would be Marcus Stripling. Those two dudes looked really good. They did, yeah. And Tawi Walker, you know, you we talked, talked him, about him. You like, talked him up some. Yeah. He, he was yeah, pretty good. Not we, your we, average walk-on. We didn't get to see Marcus Major. We didn't get to see DJ Graham. Anybody else that we didn't see? Uh, beyond that, Nick Anderson wasn't dressed out. Uh, he's been battling injury throughout the spring. I think those were the only three scholarship guys that sat out, unless I'm spacing on somebody. By the way, some breaking news here. Cody Jackson has entered the transfer portal. So the Sooners wow. have their first post-spring departure. I yeah. just I had that written down, too, about anybody going to go to the portal. From yep, year, and so, so there's, there's one. I would expect there will be a couple more. Uh, as, as I mentioned a couple weeks back, two to five players in the portal after the spring was kind of the range that I – uh, was given having talked to people close to the program. So uh, I don't think he'll be the last one, but uh, he is the first one, and that went public just about five minutes ago per Chris Hummer, our fine national writer at 24-7 Sports, who is on the transfer portal literally 24-7. You know, I got excited for a minute, Parker. I uh, I have your noties on, and it came up, and you know how you see a portion of the uh, the notification when it comes up on, on your home screen. And it was a Cole Adams, you know, tweeting out, blessed to have the offer from And I thought, there it is. There's the – oh, wait, that's Missouri. Right? Oh, for Dylan Edwards? Or Dylan yeah. Edwards. I'm sorry, for Dylan Edwards. My bad. I was thinking Cole Adams there for a second. but Because <laughs> he's got the offer, but we're still waiting on the Cole Adams offer. Now, the Sooners did get uh, some bad news on the recruiting front, and that is Trey Wisner committing to Texas. How solid do you think that is for the uh, the big-time running back uh, committing to Austin, and do you think that will stick? Do I think it will stick? No. No, I don't. Just because uh, I, I, don't un- I don't know if people completely understand just how out of the blue this was. Trey Wisner had been all OU for well over a year, and all along – We had heard he's going to announce October of his senior year on his mom's birthday. That's the date. It's not changing. He'll announce on that day, whether it's OU or somewhere else. But OU had been in the driver's seat, and that wasn't any particular secret. I mean, Wisner's mom was very open about her affinity for Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. She tweeted about that, right? And then all of a sudden, he visits Texas's spring game, and that very night, he's committed. Money? So, NIL? When when Collective. things when things turn on a dime, no pun intended, that quickly, you kind of tend to believe these days that NIL had something to do with it. And so, look at the end of the day, Texas is in the market for several other running backs. Oklahoma is in the market for several other running backs. A and M is in the market for several other running backs. Those were kind of the three for Trey Wisner. Uh, does he stick with Texas? There's a chance. I don't know though. I don't know because. His mom wanted him at Oklahoma. He was really feeling OU and A&M. Texas came as a massive surprise to a lot of folks that covered that recruitment very closely and a lot of folks that were close to him. So you hate to write it off as a spur-of-the-moment decision, but it kind of had that flair. It looks like one, though, right? I mean, it has all those signs. Now, do we know, has he canceled other visits? You know, that's what. do we know that? Uh, at this point yeah no not sure 
So, and again, that's what Oklahoma is asking. If you're committing to Oklahoma, then you're not taking another visit anywhere else. If you want to take your visits, fine. You just can't be committed to Oklahoma. They, you know. So anyway, we'll see. Yeah, I, I get the feeling there's going to be more to that story down the road. Either he reopens his recruiting, or uh, we find out, you know, that there were some NIL promises made there. Yeah. And the Sooners, by the way, they announced uh, they have a collective now headed by uh, Barry Switzer, and we can talk about that a little bit later on. But it just seemed – when I saw that this weekend, I was like, what? Trey Wisner, Texas? That, that, that There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear, but it may be involved uh, – you just kind of get the feeling when it happens like that, uh, there were some NIL things going on. So, anyway. All right, we're going to take a break right here. It is a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Great job by the Sooner fans over the weekend. No doubt, 75,000-plus – we were talking about it on the pregame Saturday, and I said, set the over and under at 63,000, what do you think? And we were like, yeah, they might go over 63, you know, but that was amazing. It really was. All right, keep it here. It's the home of Sooner fans, the ref on a Monday. We shall return. You know, there are uh, things to do in California besides watch football. There are so many opportunities to be entertained. Why would you go to a football game, you dumb okies? Said uh, California slash 275 on Twitter 5,000 times. <laughs> oh, man. Don't you just despise their attitude? I like. Here's the thing. The fact that USC Athletics tweeted out their spring game attendance and then advertised it as the largest spring game crowd in yeah. program history, like they just kind of opened themselves up to the slander at that point. Well, and look, the history of Oklahoma and California is not just deep-seated, we don't like you because of football. It also goes back to John Steinbeck and the Grapes of Wrath, man. Or if you watch the movie Chinatown, what did Jack Nicholson say to the people who were working in the in the orange groves in California and other people he ran into? Get out of here, you dumb okey. The Okies fled for California. Wow, we got historical. I man. know. And not only that, then you get this Machiavellian, you know, narcissistic liar who lied to the uh, the fan base for a year and then uh, took himself out there. Uh, you know, those there are entertaining people out there in California who have personalities, believe it or not. That's how you get in movies and on radio and TV and everything. Mule Shoe's personality is uh, is... I don't know. It's it's not uh, – he's not super gregarious. He's not super charismatic. But I guess he is a genius, though, right? you got to be a genius to have that mansion, I guess. But anyway, I'll take the Oklahoma fan base any day, any time. They're not saying, well, we're Frontier City's open, man. We couldn't go to the game. And I love it how they, they think we're so dumb here that we don't realize that there are other things to do in L.A. You know, that it's, it's again, it's this snooty, I'm in California, you're in Oklahoma, you hillbilly attitude in all of these tweets. And that's such low-hanging fruit. 
Okay, let's get to uh, our Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Somebody sent in a screenshot of USC's stadium on Saturday and said, this is not 33K people. It's closer to 13K. Only way it's 33K is if 20K were getting concessions and going to the bathroom all at the same time. Yeah. Which I would tend to agree, looking at that crowd. I'm pretty sure the Coliseum doesn't hold 150,000 people. Okay, another listener says, uh, well, a lot of people pointing out that uh, Cody Jackson has entered the transfer portal. Yeah, we touched on that at the end of last segment. Like like I said, I don't anticipate he will be the last, and I'm not the type of person to be throwing out names and speculating on who might And be guess headed. what? The Sooners probably get two or three more in the portal, right? You would expect yeah. so, yes. They'll they'll get another quarterback for sure. Uh, we, we were already having the conversation about them maybe pursuing a wide receiver, and now with Cody Jackson out the door, they're almost certainly going to pursue another wide receiver. Uh, so I would I would consider that a certainty. A uh, lot of people impressed with Marcus Stripling. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in the backfield all day. What a stud. Another listener from the Tulsa area says, I saw thousands of out-of-state license plates stretching from Florida to California when I left the game, so I don't want to hear there's nothing to do in Norman nonsense. Yeah, I mean, come on. Look, I'm not saying that Norman, Oklahoma is the entertainment capital of the world. It it isn't, but it's a great town. I'm you know, born and raised in Norman, but again, all of that talk about, well, like I said, basically what those people are saying when they tweet at you is – Guess what? There are more entertaining things than USC football out here. So they're basically telling you, yes, football isn't as important out here. Right? So it's kind of like, yeah, you just made the argument. (laughs) Well, why would we go there? We could go to the beach or we could go here or whatever. Hiking or, you know, whatever. Okay, yeah, we get it. Okay. Let's see what else we got on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Oh, boy. This is... Somebody sent us an essay. Uh, Here's the original quote that came out morning after. Hopefully we get to pack it out really soon, Caleb Williams said of the stadium. But it was awesome to come out here and get in front of a couple of fans and have ESPN and all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Later quotes I've seen edited out the a couple of fans part. Oh, that's The way it originally reads make me think Caleb knew what happened to Norman while he was tossing it around in front of a couple of fans. Wow, I didn't I didn't catch that. Uh, yeah, that's great. I love it. Well, and I saw a couple of the shots, you know, where the the uh, the photographs of some of the players, you know, when you see the end zones, just looks horrible because it's nothing but empty seats. But anyway, the big news was Oklahoma spring game was unbelievable, and the fans were just they were the, they were the real MVPs, as Kevin Durant once said in tearful fashion. You guys were the real MVPs this weekend. Back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. One listener says, It's been a while since I felt OU has gotten an eye-catching running back. No knock on Ramondre Stevenson or Kennedy Brooks, but these teams winning national championships have guys going in the first round. OU should be getting top guys, but Javante Barnes looks promising. And yes, he does. He looked good, yes. And, uh, you know, the Sooners, I know we've been talking a lot about quarterback U recently for good reason. The quarterback uh, run that Oklahoma's had has been very impressive. But you also think about Oklahoma football and you think about great running backs. And uh, maybe maybe Barnes could be that guy. Somebody said, don't worry, in five years Tebow will have them close. They're all drinking the Kool-Aid. We all know how that ends. 
Another asks, is Cody Jackson fully recovered from his illness from last season? Yes, and he saw action in the spring game yeah. on Saturday. I think he had three catches, to my recollection. Was targeted maybe five or six times. I mean, Cody Jackson probably wants to go somewhere and try and be a one or two receiver, right? I mean, that's usually what those guys are thinking. I, does he have that ability? I don't know. It depends on where he goes. If it he is, goes to a group of five, yes. It is kind of surprising, though, that he was the one that left. We all expected that they were going to lose a wide receiver, right? And we talked about that. Somebody from that room was going to bounce. Cody Jackson had been committed to Oklahoma. Remember, he signed in the class of 2021. He'd been committed to Oklahoma since April of 2019. That was before his sophomore year of high school was yeah, over. Yeah, that's crazy. So that seemed like a guy that was, I mean, if there was somebody that was all in, it was Cody Jackson. Well, and you look at, like, Jaden Gibson. I Look, I know a lot of that was yards after catch, but yeah. the uh, touchdown catch from Micah Bowens, and, you know, you've got Jaden Gibson. Contributed. Six five? Are you kidding me? I mean, the guy looks like an NFL guy already. I'm not saying he's at that talent level, but uh, you know, if he continues to get better, the Sooners have a potential uh, All-American Bolitnikoff candidate down the road there, perhaps. So, anyway, I, I thought it was uh, like I said, you couldn't have scripted Saturday any better. And not only that, the football gods you could you could tell they were clearly pleased. Clearly pleased, and uh, is that because they, are you judging that based on the fact that the rain came after? Uh, yes, after the game, <laughs> after the game, yep. and everybody had dispersed. But the only thing was, I wonder if OU fans were thinking, "Man, this is a huge recruiting weekend. Please don't have a tornado." You know, like we almost got one. I was walking back to my car, and I got the tornado warning notification on my phone. Look, I know that we deal with wind here in Oklahoma, and I, I particularly hate playing in wind on the golf course, but sometimes you have to. A lot of times you have to. But is this wind ever going to stop? It feels like it's been blowing for like a month straight now. I mean, it's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Anyway. All right, folks, uh, we're going to get back to the Air Comfort Solutions tax line here in just a bit. Keep those rolling in, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Hope you had a great weekend. It certainly was a great weekend if you're a Sooner fan. Somebody was making fun of the Oklahoma State turnout on the uh, tax line. Well, the, the Cowboys, you know, they didn't have a game. They basically had a practice. I get it. All right, keep it here. We're coming right back. Well, that's what uh, Deshaun White did early in the game, right? Tackling looked a little bit better to me. They looked a little more physical to me. And, again, we're just getting warmed up with the uh, new coaching staff and this new uh, version of Sooner football. And uh, the Sooner fans, again, were unbelievable over the weekend. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get to some more texts uh, this hour as we roll into the top of the hour. Is Nick Evers the number two QB at this time, says one of our listeners. Looks like Micah Bowens right now, right? Well, no, I'd, I'd still say Nick Evers. Look, My, Micah Bowens made one nice throw. Mm. That that doesn't change the greater narrative for me, which is that he is he's not somebody that is expected to ever see the field in a meaningful capacity the in Oklahoma. Gabe now, said he thought Bowens was two right now, but again – that would be maybe on into the fall. You think eventually Evers is the guy. I do think Evers is number two right now, but, man, he, he struggled. <laughs> he struggled on Saturday. 
That I mean, looked like look, a guy that, I, I mean, and it's fair because he's a true freshman, but that looked like a guy that had never stepped on the college football field before. Yeah, and he's trying to learn the offense. I mean, he gets a pass on that. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure he had the greatest pass protection. We really didn't learn a whole lot about the offensive line either because they were split up. So, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they come together. It sounds like Wanya Morris has had a really good spring and uh, maybe the player that Sooner fans expected him to be last year. Yeah, how about that? And his role is going to be crucially important because he's protecting Dylan Gabriel's blind side. Mm-hmm. Right, Dylan Gabriel's blind side is different than basically every other quarterback's blind side because he's left-handed. So having Wanya Morris, a guy that has experience at both tackle positions, uh, is going to be big for Gabriel in particular, being able to keep his pocket clean. Okay, Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) All right, we're going to keep going here. Uh, I'm not going to read that one. (laughs) Is the university going to send out an apology for their performance Saturday? Spent six weeks begging people to come to that game. We show up. They have four gates open. Missed the entire first quarter just trying to get into the stadium. Was very disappointing. Hmm. Interesting. This is the first I've heard of such a complaint. So, I, I that I don't know about. I would say you know try and arrive early. I, that's always been my policy. I know this. Uh, Norman traffic can be very difficult because Norman was the worst planned city in terms of getting around, uh, maybe in the history of city planning. But um, you know, I really haven't heard really hardly. I haven't heard. That's the first complaint I've heard about the whole weekend. You ready for the official statement from Mule Shoes PR officer? Mm-hmm. Colin Cowherd is currently on air and said that USC will win nine games and said that it's night and day compared to last year. That listener adds, what a clown. You know, SC, they could win nine games with that schedule. They could, I don't think, I don't know, I'd probably go in the eight and four range for SC next year. But Cowherd, I mean, has he always loved USC this much or has he just loved Muleshoe? I mean, it's like they're going to do Brokeback Mountain 2 or something. He loves driving interaction. He does. From Oklahoma fans. because. uh, But how much much a part of his market are the Oklahoma fans? You know what I'm saying? Here's what you got to realize, though, Steely. Twitter and social media, yes. Go ahead. No, Twitter is huge because OU arguably, maybe not even arguably, they may very well have the most ardent fan base in the entire country on social media. Yeah. And so when Cowherd puts anything out there that disparages Oklahoma in any form or fashion, he knows it's going to blow up. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right about that. And uh, the OU fans are particularly, it's it's like poking the hornet's nest right now, too, when you do something like that. Boom. We're going to become, a, uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, OU fans are going to be coming after whoever tweets out anything, you know, that's derogatory about OU or positive about SC. It's going to be that way for a while, still. Back to the text line. Nobody pulls off a sports coat and jeans like Steve Owens. <laughs> Nobody. What a weekend, boys. Yeah, Steve Owens. What a great Sooner. Uh, we didn't see Billy Sims this weekend. I understand his mom, I guess, has been ill. and Because normally Billy would be there, you know, boomering people up. You know, uh, so that is uh, going to be interesting again uh, because if, if there's anybody – you know, you don't need a whole lot to get Billy Sims fired up, and you put him in an event with Brent Venables, that could be very interesting down the road. Yeah, no Billy Sims and no Sam Bradford, although Sam was at the private yes. unveiling on Friday. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe he had a tea time Saturday afternoon or something. 
But yeah, I mean, in that in that photo that circulated, Steve Owens, Jason White, Kyler Murray, and Baker Mayfield. I mean, you got almost fifty years of Heisman Trophy winners Impressive. in Oklahoma represented. Impressive, no doubt. Okay, what else do we have? Back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Cowherd has a bigger crush on Mule Shoe than I had on the head cheerleader in high school. <laughs> I saw quite a few people complaining that they got to the stadium at 2.30 and had to wait to get in. Uh, poor planning on your part is not the university's problem. I got in the stadium in like 10 minutes and got in line around 1.15-ish, and there were lines. Should have planned better. I love dissension on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Anytime I go to something like that or whether it's a concert or whatever, I always try and get there extra early because you just can't anticipate, you know, think, well, yeah, we'll get there 30, 45 minutes early or an hour early. Sometimes it's not enough. Quote of the weekend in the Baker postgame presser about his statue. Quote, no better way to keep a statue in the state of Oklahoma than for it to be a stiff arm of your little brother forever. They're going to have to deal with that one. LOL at OSU. You know, you knew Baker was going to have a gig there somewhere, so he particularly enjoys taking those shots at Stillwater. You, you remember the video when he would run on Duluth, you new sheriff's here, you know, this new sheriff in town, you know, then you'd always have the Fu Manchu ready to go. If you're, uh, like I said, if you're a, an opposing fan, you don't like Oklahoma in the first place, there's a good chance you despise Baker Mayfield, but that's why the Sooner fans love him so much. So, and we uh, we got again we we speculated. Well, you know they probably won't do the flag plant for the statue. I doubt Josie would allow that. And we found out that yes, that was the case. Josie said, eh, I don't think so. So anyway, and I understand again the statue looks a lot better up close, where you can see the detail of the headband, the wide shots, the ones we saw Friday made him look like he had the biggest forehead in human history. But I understand the details much better in person. All right, we've got another hour to go. More texts, more Sooner football. Keep it here on the ref. What a weekend, what a weekend it was for Sooner fans. The OU fans were unbelievable, 75,000-plus, the most for a spring football game in the country this year, Brent Venables said, you know what, you guys are part of this. Show up, you know, we need you there. And you were there. You were there in uh, massive numbers. I thought it was just, like I said earlier, you couldn't have scripted Saturday any better for the Sooner Spring game. It, it was tremendous. Uh, I think people had a great time down there. It, it seemed like just a regular fall game day. And that was sensational. So, great job by the Sooner fans. And by the way, we want to thank Seth Wadley and the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley for a great deal on a car or truck. And a great guarantee after the sale. Makes you feel even better about your purchase from the Seth Wadley Auto Group. That's oil changes, engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Well, Baker Mayfield had a great three-year run at the University of Oklahoma. Really, uh, I wouldn't say it was a legend even before he took a snap, but that video of him, you know, at the bowl game, dancing, you could tell that his Sooner teammates had already accepted and kind of gravitated towards Baker Mayfield. We saw a bunch of um, examples of that during his career which culminated in a Heisman. That 2017 Oklahoma team was the apex of the uh, Lincoln-Muleshoe-Riley regime. 
And uh, Baker was at the helm of that offense and played a great semifinal against Georgia, came up a little bit short, maybe would have won a national championship, had a few things going their way. But Mule of course, decided let's squib kick and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, anyway, not that I'm uh, – not that I'm bothered by that at all, but Baker Mayfield, again, like I said, he has, to me, been the offensive version of Brian Bosworth. Great player, talks a lot, showboats some, showboats more than some, likes to get after the opponent, put it in their face a little bit, and but he can back it up. He can back it up, and that's what Boz used to do. Boz was super charismatic and super good, and so was Baker. And that's why I think Baker Mayfield right now, if you took a poll of your favorite Sooner player ever, probably Baker Mayfield would come out on top. And Baker, again, has been hammered by the national media. They turned on him in Cleveland. Part of that was his play. didn't play well. I know he was injured, and he tried to show toughness and physicality and how much he cared about the organization by continuing to play. Probably a mistake. But And right now he's still looking for a new NFL home. The draft is coming up Thursday night. Maybe we'll know something this week. But, you know, I don't care what kind of tough exterior anyone shows – that kind of uh, constant criticism, and when you don't play well, stings. Even if uh, some of that is your fault, and certainly some of it was. So that's why I think this weekend was huge for Baker Mayfield, too. And you saw him making the rounds at Tarahamara. You saw him making the deliveries, meals on wheels, throwing out the first pitch for the softball team. You know, he did the video recently pumping up the uh, K.J. Kindler and the gymnastics team, and they went on to win the national championship. He's a guy that loves to get out and, you know, get about town and, and enjoyed his college experience. Baker Mayfield's that kind of guy. So you know that this was big for him to feel the love. And here's what Baker said after Saturday. I thought his speech was great. Uh, you know, I thought that he did a nice job, and the fans, obviously, you could hear a pin drop when he was talking, and they were certainly uh, very much tuned into everything he was saying. And Baker said, yes, he very much enjoyed the weekend. The school has obviously been everything and more to me. Uh, it's meant so much uh, in my history, and everything that the support staff, current staff um, did to make this weekend special was truly one of a kind and uh, it, it's been a dream come true so I just want to say thank you and um, to everybody that came out support today obviously with the stands that full obviously there's there's much more than just what the ceremony was and uh, we're, we're all excited about the new era of Brent Venables football here at Oklahoma and um, I, I couldn't be more excited and thankful that this weekend was the one that we got to combine all those things together. You can hear about it that ticket sales and all that and of all the guys coming back but until you're actually hearing in the moment and seeing some of these former players and seeing Bob seeing Switzer I mean I ran into Tommy Harris and Gerald McCoy and I, I mean that could go on and on about the former players it just it's so special so until we were here and in the moment I didn't realize uh what an honor this really was yeah and uh Parker you were there taking uh, down on the field taking photos and so you were there to feel what that was like what was your take on uh you know Baker's uh speech and how it was accepted and how he was <laughs> welcomed back we knew it was going to be pretty incredible and it ended up being uh, just that I mean he owns the place yeah man uh, the loudest that stadium gets on most game days is when they run the Sooners in the NFL mon uh, montage on the video board and Baker Mayfield comes up. 
This fan base loves him as much as any other individual human being in the history of OU football. And so it was no particular shock to see the fans give him the type of reaction that he deserves as a returning Heisman Trophy winner and the type of reaction that we all expected he would get given that he's one of the most beloved players in the history of OU football. So, man, it just he, – he, like I said, he owns the place. And with as much love as he shows to Oklahoma, it's, it's not manufactured. It's not artificial. You know, it's not like Oklahoma was just another stop along the way for him. No, he truly, legitimately loves the University of Oklahoma. And I think that's what sets him apart – from so many of his peers is that he's so vociferous in his praise and support for the program, even long after he graduated and moved on to the greener pastures of professional football. Do you think the Baker t-shirts and uh, jerseys outnumbered every other jersey or, you know, like OU polo that you saw over the weekend? Because I saw a bunch of Baker t-shirts also down around Campus Corner at our pregame show. They were everywhere. Um, so yeah, they, they were ready to hear Baker and, uh, you know, applaud Baker, show him some love, uh, for what he did at the university of Oklahoma. And I think partially because again, they, they're, you know, kind of feeling for the guy a little bit because he, again, he hasn't landed anywhere in the NFL yet. So we'll find out what's going to happen there. Now, in terms of the, you know, Baker, look, he flourished under Milshu. I mean, that can be never be taken away. I'd like to take it away, but I can't, you know. But that uh, that was a good combination. And particularly, it really started in that game in Neyland Stadium when the Sooners came back. They couldn't move the football early in the game, and then all of a sudden it felt like the arrival of Baker and Lincoln Riley at that time when they won that overtime game in Knoxville against Tennessee and Sterling Shepard had a big night. So, you know, Baker has a lot of love for Lincoln. You would expect that, but I think – he summed it up pretty well, talking about what the transition has been like now uh, for him and for Sooner fans uh, from Lincoln to Brent. I think it caught everybody off guard. I mean, I was in a hotel. We were about to go to a game. I was eating my pregame meal, and when I found out, I was pretty surprised. But, I mean, when you get caught off guard like that, emotions run high. I mean, obviously, I was talking to Lincoln earlier. He's somebody that, for my legacy here, was a huge part of it, and I'll never say otherwise. Um, I think it's going to be a great transition for both schools, to be honest with you. I think change is good for Lincoln to go out there. Uh, him and Caitlin, Sloan, Stella, I mean, there's, they're, they're special people to me. They're close to me. Um, but it's good to see Coach Venables back and to see that fire. It's good to see Schmitty back. Um, and it's just uh, – I am I was caught off guard, but, you know, that guy put in some time here, and we had, we had some good years when he was here as well. But, you know, it's time to move on, time to move forward, and uh, – I'm I'm really excited about this next chapter of what Oklahoma football is going to be. There you go, Baker Mayfield again talking to the media afterwards, and I love how when he you know he got uh, what I think into town like Wednesday evening, if I'm not mistaken. How you know he just didn't come in. He went around and did you know went to the like I said made the Meals on Wheels run, uh, went out you know talked to the team, went out to Tara Amara. He'd always talked about being their number one fan. I thought that was cool. Did a bunch of interviews, so, uh, you know, it was time well spent for him as well in Norman. Hey, just got a message from uh, my friend Doug Kennan. Doug, uh, Sooner Legends, man, we miss it. Sooner Legends, we miss it, Doug. You got screwed over by bad Norman City planning, 
and COVID. That's it. Because the city of Norman, uh, you know, they, they, I think when they originally planned the city of Norman, as much as I love Norman, they thought, you know, this place will never really expand, will it? Because how many times do you have to go back and widen the streets? And then Highway 9, the worst highway in the history oh, of boy, highways. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I may despise Highway 9 more than Muleshoe. I want to get to this very good point from okay. the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, someone texted in and said, Everyone forgets that Baker loves OU so much, he fought a legal battle to stay another year, while many other players in college football can't wait to leave early for the NFL. That's accurate. Yeah. And that really panned out for Baker now, didn't it? Because he ended up being the number one overall draft pick. Can you imagine... How much money Baker or Boz would have made in NIL dollars? Boz, like, in the modern era, if Boz played right now today, he probably would be the richest college football player in America. I don't think there's anybody that would have dominated NIL quite like Brian Bosworth. No, I mean, Bosworth, you know, he had the whole, he could have, you know, been, uh, he had that Vince McMahon mentality. I remember when Boz first arrived on the scene, and we were going to practices, uh, you know, when you used to be able to go to practice and see scrimmages, and I can remember him just destroying people out there. as a Like, I think he was a redshirt freshman at the time. He still had, you know, the, the short hair and everything, but he was absolutely killing people out there. And you're like, man, that kid, is, Bosworth is an animal. And then he played his freshman year, and then he came back, and the next year was the beginning of the Boz and everything. But, you know, it was a genius move, man. It really was because it didn't affect – did it affect his play in any way? I don't think so. Now, again, when he wore the T-shirt and the Orange Bowl, yes, that was not smart. But at the same time, he made himself, again, the most uh, beloved man in terms of Sooner football with the fan base at the time and probably the most despised man in college football at the time as well so uh, i just got followed on twitter by an account called linkedin riley <laughs> really the bio says <laughs> just networking not looking for a new job i would never do that that's classic by the way uh doug kidden did say uh he was at the game it was a hair raising intense experience when ad is pumped during the brent venable speech uh that's something ad was mumbling he was ready to jump on the field and play I think Venables has that kind of effect on uh, everybody. You know, like I said, look, this is still the honeymoon stage. Believe it or not, Oklahoma's not going to go out and win every game 49 to nothing next fall. They they're, aren't, they're, Mike. Now, I'm, are you predicting it's that? It's smelling a lot like 16-0 and 0 to me. We were talking about, is there a chance that, you know, we're, we're just going to be starting in that opener with UTEP, a 48-game winning streak? That would get you <laughs> – what two national championships and at least well, to the three semifinal? Na- three national championships. If you yeah. get to, yeah, it would get you to three national championships, even with the playoff of the Big Twelve. So yeah, there you go. Sixteen and zero. They count the spring game as an additional victory. <laughs> there you go. First sixteen and zero campaign in college football history. Book it. Dumb. No, but like keep expectations reasonable for this team in twenty twenty two. There's a lot of reason for optimism, but. Very few coaches come in 
and immediately in year one have their team in contention for a national championship. Year two is usually where it happens. If there's a lot of upward positive momentum for a program, year two is generally where it happens. Think about Bob Stoops. Think about mm-hmm. Nick Saban. Think about Les Miles. Jim Trestle right? also won a national title in his second year at Ohio State, right? Now they got – didn't he get it by the bad call? Yes, Miami should have won it, but still. You're right, yeah. Uh, look, Oklahoma has a chance. They, uh, again – I would pick them to win the Big 12 because of their home schedule, in particular with Baylor and Oklahoma State at home. They have a good chance to get to the college football playoff. Do I think they'll win the national championship? That would surprise me, but it certainly wouldn't shock me if they got to the college football playoff. Now, again, Baylor and Oklahoma State are going to have a say. Maybe Texas. Maybe Texas. Probably not no, Texas. You're, you're, drink, probably, you're drinking the burnt orange prob- Kool-Aid. Probably huh? not Texas. Let me backtrack a little bit. But you, you, one year they're eventually going to show up, right, maybe. But, Doug, uh, Doug Kenny, good to hear from you, my friend, uh, Sean, Sean Baker. Sparks always fly on Highway 9. Yeah, Highway 9. You talk about who was the – who David Lynch did Lost Highway, I think. That so was you know, the movie. You know what's funny? I'll, I'll throw this story in there before we hit a break. So I was driving home on Highway 9 after the game Saturday because, you know, I live right off Highway 9. And so I'm on Highway 9 driving home, and uh, obviously there's a lot of traffic at that point because everybody's making their exodus. So I look in my rearview mirror. I'm, I'm sitting at a stoplight. I look in my rearview mirror in t- just in time for me to see the car behind me get absolutely slammed from behind. Really? I mean, rear-ended oh. hard. It's like, well, that's, yep, that's Highway 9 for you. I've told you it's the worst highway in, uh, in America. It's really – and you know what? You, if you ever need to get anywhere in a hurry, Highway 9 is always going to slow you down. And not only can you only get 50 miles an hour, but you're always going to get behind some kind of, you know, dump truck or something going 25. And another big, giant construction vehicle going 40 in the other lane. Every time. Every time. I have nightmares about Highway 9. All right, we're going to break right here, come back. We'll get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Yeah, Boz and Baker, they may not even have had to go to the NFL. They would have made so much NFL money back in the day. Now, they would have, but and I, they're doing fine financially, both of them. But Bosworth, I mean, he was the best-known player in college football in his day, and, and so was Baker. All right. And, uh, again, it's not bad having that love-hate factor going for you, too. Right? And they both had that. All right, stay with us. We'll head back to the text line when we get back here on The Ref. All right, we are back. The Sooner football program. I don't know if you got knocked down, but maybe got a little bit wobbly, not knocked down. But uh feels like OU football is in a good spot after uh, the spring football game. But look, I mean, it's it's just a spring football game, all right? Usually you're going to be pretty optimistic. But what was more impressive, again, was the way the weekend was put together and the turnout by Sooner fans, which was unbelievable. 75,000-plus, the largest spring game crowd in the country this year. And it beat Georgia was second with, like, 68. So it, it was not even close, bud. Not even close. The Sooners had... 75,000 plus. And, you know, we had wondered whether the, uh, you know, the the upper deck would be open. 
And once we found out that they sold out uh, the lower bowl portion, we found out, yeah, the upper deck is they're going to, you know, put some people up there. And so I thought, I don't know, maybe I think we set the over and under when I was on with Tyler Saturday on our pregame show at 63,000. We both said it would just go over. It went way it went over. Way over. <laughs> way, Significantly way over. Way over. All right. You want to go back to the text line? I'll tell you what, before we go back to the text line, let's go back to my personal text line because I just got a text from uh, someone that has historically been a very reliable source for okay. me in regard to the Oklahoma yeah. football program. <laughs> this text reads, I've really tried to stay away from the hype, but two players are dropping Saban comps. Really? As in Nick Saban comparisons for Brent mm-hmm. Venables. Yeah. This is becoming an increasingly popular parallel that people are making. And to now hear that it's coming from within the locker room as well. And I imagine that's coming from players that were recruited by Nick Saban. That's significant, Mike. And what did Thad Turnipseed say? And he said this a long time ago, and he said it on uh, a podcast recently. It may have been, I think it may have been on the uh, the Oklahoma Breakdown with Teddy and Gabe that he has thought for a while that Brent Venables is the next Nick Saban. And again, Turnipseed was at Alabama, at Clemson. And he was saying that before he came onto the scene at the University of Oklahoma. So, yeah, like I said, look, this is, again, the honeymoon phase, and it's a, it's a really impressive honeymoon right now. Things are going to get real next fall, uh, and we'll see. But I think, you know, 99% of the Sooner fans out there feel very positive about the direction of the program right now. Again, it feels like it's being built on a much more solid foundation. You know, it's like one of those uh, foundation repair companies has come in, not that the foundation was just horrible with Mule Shoe, but there were some cracks in the foundation. Might have been built on sand, right? And it feels like this is going to be a much more solid foundation. And you need that certainly moving forward into a much tougher league. So uh, it's super positive right now. There's no doubt. All right, back to the text line. Let's hit it. Let's see what the folks are saying. Anybody else notice that during Brent Venable's first run-out intro into the stadium, that the stadium PA played, (laughs) How You Like Me Now. (laughs) Shade. Shade? Uh, That was perfect, man. Perfect. Absolutely. I, You know, uh, Shay enjoyed that very much also. My wife thought that was great. Uh, Somebody asks, where was Marcus Major during the spring game? Uh, We touched on this throughout last week. The expectation all along was that he was going to be held out of action. He'd been dealing with an injury for the latter half of spring practice. And uh, from what I understand, he could have played Saturday. It was a precautionary thing. Yeah, precautionary. Yeah, it's a spring game. No real reason to risk getting a guy even more hurt than he already is on the final day of spring ball. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, that was why you didn't see Marcus Major. And obviously, we touched on Tawi Walker earlier in the show. That guy really took advantage. Look good, with yeah. Major on the sideline. Yeah. And it, it, gives me, it gives me 2019 vibes, Mike, because that year the Sooners had Trey Sermon and Kennedy Brooks. That was the one two punch. And then back number three was Ramondre Stevenson, who had a pretty dang good year in his own right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, this, to me, this year's version of. Brooks and Sermon is Eric Gray and Javante Barnes. Tawi Walker, man. And he, it's funny because he's a childhood friend of Ramondre Stevenson, grew up with him, actually gave him a call when he got the offer from Oklahoma to come and walk on uh, to make sure he was making the right decision. 
Tawi Walker, it's it's not just the fact that he wears number 29 too. There are some similarities to Ramondre Stevenson. He runs with such good balance. He's bouncy and he's straight downhill, man. Like he's coming to hit you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Have you guys discussed Cody Jackson entering the portal yet? Yes, yes we have. Yeah, we Jay, have. Uh, I think Jaden Gibson's performance on Saturday probably was the straw that broke the camel's back. It's a little bit like, look, sometimes people are away from their phones or whatever, but when your parents or someone tell you, have you seen this video yet? You know, that's like two days old or whatever, (laughs) you know. Yes, we're on social media all the time. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you that some things don't slip through the cracks. Eventually something will. So, and I told Mark Desher in here, I said, man, particularly if I'm in editing audio, I'm focused. I'm not looking at Twitter at all. It's just straight audio clips trying to get everything edited and prepared for the show. I said, so I'm older now, man. If, if you see something and it's big, you can come say, Steely, did you see, see this? Because eventually something's going to slip through. From the Air Comfort Solutions text line, which of the recruits do you think is close to committing after the spring game? And that's a good question. I would keep an eye on Caleb Spencer, mm-hmm. the three-star linebacker slash safety out of Virginia, all indications are that his visit went swimmingly. I do think Oklahoma widened their lead for Nigel Smith as well. Logan Howland is an offensive lineman that got an offer on his first trip to campus. Uh, he's a New Jersey native. He's already booked an official visit with the Sooners. And they offered Zadavian Sims as well, another four-star defensive lineman in the class of 2024. So uh, that's just kind of the Cliff Notes version, but – Uh, For those of you that are VIPs at OUinsider.com, we've got uh, the full report on the vast majority of the visitors that were in town this past weekend, at least among the ones that are nationally ranked. DJ Lagway, the quarterback uh, from Texas, also got an official offer over the weekend, right? Well, this morning. Yeah, that's uh, That's not completely unforeseen. The guy that I would want if I was Jeff Lebby at Oklahoma is Michael Hawkins at Allen. I think he probably ends up with an offer as well pretty soon. I know they're going to go down to see him uh, later this spring. So we will see. I don't think I don't think they're going to take the mule shoe approach where they offer one quarterback and that's it. Yeah. I think they'll offer a few. Yep. All right. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, our sponsor here on hour number two of Steel Man and Thune on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Sooner fans, great job over the weekend. You guys are unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, we've got more texts on the way. And believe it or not, amidst all this positive news, there was some bad news for the Sooners in recruiting. They lost a prospect to Texas, at least for now. We'll tell you about that next. Okay, welcome back. Hope your weekend went well. Sooner fans enjoyed it very much. You can have a great time out at Riverwind Casino all the time. At Beats and Bites, 22 is also back and uh, a lot more back than Texas ever was or ever will be. And I'm talking about a summer concert series beginning May 28th with a great show from Night Ranger, 
And Starship featuring Mickey Thomas will be the first show out. You've got great food trucks everywhere. All the best local food trucks are going to be out there at Beats and Bites 2022. Great uh, craft beer from Coop Ale Works, co-sponsor of Beats and Bites. Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas coming up on May 28th. Only 5 bucks for each individual seat. That's a bargain. Last year, if you were out there, you got to see Hall of Fame Rock and Rollers. Cheap trick. Where else are you going to get a ticket to see them? For five bucks for an individual seat outdoors, you know, where you've got move or you can move around. You can bring your pet out there. You can enjoy some great food and uh, get outdoors and have a great time. So May 28th, Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas on June 18th, Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something will also be a part of that uh, show on June 18th, July, two great shows, the Randy Rogers Band, July 9th, with a fireworks display afterwards, and then Scotty McCreary on July 30th, out at Riverwind for Beats and Bites 2022. It's going to be a great time. You can get your tickets online right now at riverwind.com, and again, they're only 5 bucks for each individual ticket for all the great food trucks, for some great music, retail vendors, they have the, uh, you know, all the kids, uh, you know, bounce stuff out there what do you what do you call it like the you know what i'm saying the bounce park or whatever you know that the kids the, play on uh, like the bounce house yeah the bounce house will be out there i'm sorry uh so again it's family friendly it'll be a great time out at riverwind and you can get your tickets for the first show again and the other shows right now online at riverwind.com night ranger and starship they will lead it off for us on may 28th out at riverwind casino another reason why riverwind is simply the best okay um Trey Wisner committed to Texas. Hey, what? What happened there? <laughs> That's the question, that right? That is the million-dollar question, and the easy answer is NIL dollars. That's what everybody's pointing to right now, and understandably so, because OU had long, and I mean long, been the clear leader for Trey Wisner. Uh, his mom made it no secret on social media in interviews and elsewhere that that's where she wanted her son. Uh, he had said as much. And if there was a legitimate challenger for Oklahoma in that race, it was widely considered to be Texas A&M. Then all of a sudden, he's on campus for Texas's spring game, and boom, he's committed. Just a weird situation all the way around because from what he, we had heard for months, even years, was that he is committing in October of his senior year on his mom's birthday. Then all of a sudden, I guess that timeline went out the window. Seems to me that maybe he wants to save a spot at Texas because he knows that they're pursuing some other big-time running backs, including Reuben Owens. And so this is this is an insurance policy in a certain sense. He's hedging his bets. I'm not convinced that commitment sticks. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Money talks. Yeah, I, I think – I wouldn't say that one's over. In fact, I would say there's there's going to be more to that story. And I certainly would not roll out, uh, rule out Oklahoma making another run there. You know, and again, who knows? Uh, again, with these kids, like you said, Trey Wisner's mom was out there. Wasn't she one of the first ones to say, man, Oklahoma's got something going on, yes. basically. They, yes. She has been talking about – she loves uh, what's happening at OU. So moms have some influence, too. Yes, they do. So, Mom, get in there and do your job. <laughs> <laughs> One listener asks, how did Canik look? I was at my son's baseball tournament, but trying to watch the game. 
Jaron Kanick is a guy we haven't talked about yet. Man, those tools, man, they're looks scary. Looks the part, right? They're scary. Certainly like, looks the part. Him and Danny Stutzman are the modern-day iteration of Rocky Kalmus and Teddy Lehman. You know what? That's what those two are reminiscent of. They, yeah. they fly to the football. Yeah, we can hear from Danny Stutzman real quick, by the way, right before, since we mentioned Danny Stutzman. Let's hear uh, what Danny Stutzman had to say. Uh, he was on with uh, Plank after uh, the game in the locker room, and Plank asked Danny Stutzman how it's different around uh, Norman right now after the spring game. I mean, um, not really. I mean, there's only so many defenses you can run, and um, it's just it's good. Uh, the linebackers, they can just pretty much – we're free to make plays, and um, you know we got to do our job. You know, there's a lot of intent. We're all, he's always on us, pushing us to be great. And um, I mean, I don't really like to go into looking past. You know, it's kind of the rearview mirror type mentality, just always looking forward in the the windshield mentality. So that's what we're about here, and just very excited to keep looking forward, keep pushing ahead. How about that crowd today? Amazing. Uh, I did not expect that. You know, obviously there's hype. It's gonna pack the palace, but dang, we really packed the palace. <laughs> I'm out there at 150 for, you know, kind of just checking it out. I'm like, there's still another hour and 10 minutes till game time, and this thing's almost packed. And that's awesome, man. I, I love the fans here. They are amazing. I love the support. There you go. Danny Stutzman, man, fan favorite and a heck of a player. And we have, we've, we've seen, you know, kind of a preview of what kind of player Danny Stutzman can be. And it's only going to get better. And Jaron Kanick, yes, yeah, certainly looks the part. There's no doubt about that. That's that's a guy, man. Like, I don't know if he starts this fall, but he'll play this fall. Yeah. And a year or two down the line, Jaron Kanick and Danny Stutzman, that is going to be a fearsome, fearsome linebacker tandem. Just got a text from an unknown number. Steely, why are you so certain OU is on a much firmer football foundation now? First of all, I'm wondering – I'm, I'm sorry if I don't recognize your number. Occasionally, I'll get a listener like who gets my number somehow, and then which is fine. But I'm like, I don't. So I, I apologize if it's somebody I know. But um, I, I just like the attitude more. I, I think it um, reminds me of a song by The Fix back in the day, "Build for the Future." Build for the future. Um, look, I think we all know based on what happened last year. And eventually, I think the story will come out that the previous head coach had his eye on another job after the SEC news came out. And, you know, through semantics and Machiavellian lies, basically was trying to coach the Oklahoma football team for much of the year while also talking to his agent and looking at other potential jobs, which is not cool. I mean, OU football is pretty important. Now, if you're, you know, on the register at Office Depot on a Thursday and you feel like giving 75%, that's okay. But if you're giving 75% to the Oklahoma football program, that's different. And I get my supplies at Office Depot. You know, it could be anywhere. But You know what I'm saying? But, and to, to that point, you don't get paid $6 bucks a year to work at Office Depot. No. Right? The dude should be paying money back. There is no doubt in my mind, and I think there's going to be more evidence that comes out, that Mule Shoe, again, felt like, okay, if we're going to the SEC, first of all, he's probably shaking in his Air Jordans uh, once the SEC news came out because, again, his background at Tech and Finesse where they ignore defense, basically. 
and then decided, well, we don't have what it, you know, oh, my gosh, my genius reputation might take a hit. So he got with his agent, Trace Armstrong, and said, if anybody's interested, anything really good comes available, guess what? I'll listen. I think that's how it went down. And all this BS about, again, absolutely insulting the intelligence of uh, Oklahoma fans everywhere to even, you know, think that they would believe that all that went down in like 12 hours or a two-hour Zoom call is just shows you the ego of the man. He's a Machiavellian liar, period. And that's all I'm going to say about it. That's it. That's it. But I'm just saying, if you're asking me why I think the football program is on a better foundation right now, because I could never see Brent Venables doing that. I'm not saying that Brent Venables is the perfect human being, but I would take him in a foxhole before Muleshoe any day, because when the going got tough, guess who ran? Mule shoe. You think Brent Venables would do that? I don't think so. Now, I'd run too, but, you know, Brent would be there, of course. He'd stay. All right, we'll break right here. We've got one more award-winning, maybe not, segment on the way next. You're on the ref. That album cover was uh, always very troubling, but the, uh, the music was pretty good. Blink-182. The, uh, the snapping glove is a uh, sound that will, uh, it's not very pleasant. You know what I'm saying? The Why is that? Glove. Well, you know, once you get to a certain age, that glove <laughs> takes a trip somewhere yeah. that's quite uncomfortable. And once the snap occurs, that's when you know the trip is beginning. And it's, uh, it's quite terrifying. Quite terrifying. All right. We are back getting ready to close it out here on Steel Man and Thune for a Monday morning. And uh, so I just get a text from the same number again. I'm not sure who it is. I think they're trying to rile me up because it says, Steely, what are your feelings on Clark Stroud? They're trying to rile me up, aren't they? they? I don't they know are. who it is. And it's going to work. And I'm just it's saying work. again what I've always said, attention-seeking clown. Exactly. That's it. Carve your own path. Don't ride somebody else's coattails wherever didn't, you go. Didn't you come up with the USC act? Wasn't it something like useless, psychophantic clown or something like that? Uh, yeah, we, I, we, we had it as a – we came up with something that related to USC. But anyway. Yeah, so, all right, I – I don't know who that is, but you know what? I'm not going to respond. You're just trying to round me up. I know what you're trying to do, and yes, I'm just – I'm the dude who will eventually – it's still riling me up, so I apologize. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, good to have you with us again. And Sooner fans, man, you did an unbelievable job over the weekend. Unreal. 75,360 fans, largest spring crowd in the country, 250 players in attendance, the Baker statue dedication. Uh, it looked like a regular fall game day. Just had a totally different feel. It really did. And uh, Brent Venables, again, he just gets it, man. He gets it. And, um, you know, I thought that it was just a, an incredible day. Okay, uh, Portal. Sooners, you believe, are going to get a backup quarterback in the portal. 
still, correct? Yes. Do you have a feeling who that's going to be? Not right now. Um, I think it's still a very, you know, obviously the <laughs> spring ball just ended on Saturday. So I think today you know, the coaches are out on the road visiting recruits. This may be the type of thing where it takes another couple of weeks for Oklahoma to really start digging in uh, to who they're going to bring in via the portal for depth at, in, at the quarterback position, potentially at the wide receiver position, especially now with Cody Jackson out the door. So now, this isn't necessarily something where I'd expect like an announcement tonight, Oklahoma yeah. spring. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be that accelerated. But I do think you'll start to see some movement in that department. I, I also think – they will probably ride it out a little while longer to see who else follows in Cody Jackson's lead. Yeah, and I wouldn't in no way, shape, or form when that happens, and we believe that it will happen, that I would take that as, wow, Nick Evers must not be what they thought. That's not it at all. Nick Evers is young, former four-star, obviously. He's trying to learn the offense and uh, it's it's an insurance policy, correct? Because there is a large gap, maybe the size of the Grand Canyon between Dylan Gabriel and the rest of the quarterbacks right now. Yeah. And and for uh, Nick Evers, that's only because of where he is in his career. It's not a potential talent thing. And look, uh, Micah Bowens, you know, it, he had a 95-yard touchdown pass to uh, Jaden Gibson over the weekend. Ralph Rucker, good story. Rucker Park would be cool when he gets in there. Ben Harris, Kendall's favorite, still there. But you need an insurance policy there. They need better life insurance there at quarterback. Life insurance. <laughs> the life of the season depends that's, on that's, it. That's one way to – Who do you, do you go with, Limu Emu, or do you go with Progressive? Who do you go with? you got to go with Progressive because of Baker, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yep. Okay, progressive. If there, if that's not an NIL deal already, it should yeah. be. Yeah. Speaking of the OU Collective again, uh, which is being headed up by former Sooner coach Bert Switcher. Now, we understand again a collective coming together to pay Sooner for football players, women's softball players, men's basketball players. Now, we hear for the Sooner football players again – Somewhere between forty and fifty thousand dollars a year, and uh, they're doing good work too for these foundations. But and I think it was was what was it called one OK together or something like that. I should have written it down. I wrote everything else down, but the name. But how can it be if it's going to be fifty grand a year? How can it not be if it's Barry Switzer? Hang a half a hundred on them. Hell, Barry Switzer. Hell, will you hang a half a hundred on their ass? You know. I guess you can't throw ass in there, but you know what I'm saying? And I, I guess that wouldn't be real. You know, not, not that you're going to call the collective, hang a half a hundred on them, but I don't know. It was Barry Switzer. I thought maybe, probably not, but. Half a hundred thousand dollars for every scholarship student athlete? That's why I'm not in a brainstorming meeting. Seriously, Steely, you think we can call it hang a half a hundred on them? I don't think so. Please leave. We said there weren't any baddie, bad ideas in here, but you know what? That's a bad one. Please leave. It would have been comical, but you want to be very serious and professional. So just like Joe C., there was no way that they were going to have the flag planting statue. It wasn't going to happen. By the way, I'm hearing again, 
Uh, and my thought was when people were dogging the statue Friday night, and it did look like, oh, my gosh. But the problem is Baker's headband. You can't see the detail of it, so they made him look like the human being with the largest forehead besides Frankenstein in the history of humankind. But I understand up close at Heisman Park, it looks a lot better. Did Steely's uncle have any, well, I don't have time to read that, I don't think. Have any commentary on the spring game? Yes, he said, Brent is going to win seven national titles in a row. Maybe we'll bring him on this week. All right, we got to get out of here. You got uh, Parker coming up with Tyler McComas. Much more Sooner football info straight ahead on Locked In. You know, that's going to be the primary topic, probably the only topic of conversation. Everybody have a great Monday. We'll see you.